The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Everyone we pass on the street has a story. We just don't always get the chance to take a peek into their lives. Today, I'm talking with Eddie Luisi, who has been the stage manager to the stars on Good Morning America for the past 33 years. As a witness to decades of news events and celebrity sightings, Eddie talks about how kindness still reigns supreme. Well, I'd like to start by finding out how a person becomes a stage manager to the stars on Good Morning America. Okay, I could do that. (laughs) What was your path? So, uh, I I could tell a long story or kind of a short story. but, But basically, I went to Hunter College, which is a local college in New York City, uh, CUNY School, and I took TV. And while I was there, I was in this big um, auditorium, a big class of like 300 people. And they told us, if you want extra help, you could go on a Wednesday afternoon and go in this small room and, and somebody could help you. So I did that. And there was a teacher there that said, hey, did you know there's a TV production studio here? I said, no, I had no idea. Now, I, I had no idea there were cameras and lights and all that sort of stuff. I just like to watch TV. And I thought, you know, I'd get a job in television. <laughs> so I actually went to the studio. And back in those days, I'm 59 years old. So back in those days, it was like uh, it was a little classroom. It was black and white cameras. Um, but I met a man by the name of Sam Jackson who kind of mentored me. He, he was an engineer from a Midwest NBC um, station. And I, I got a job working with him and I, and I learned from him. Next semester, I actually took the class and I knew more than the professors because I learned from Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I had two internships. I mean, do you want me to tell you my whole story? Or do you want me to abbreviate it? Because I feel like I could talk for a little bit. Whatever you like. I want This is your, your interview. I want you to share what you want people to hear. So absolutely. Okay, well, and the interesting thing is at Good Morning America, we have a lot of high schools and colleges that visit New York City and they come to our show and our set and I kind of friend their, their professors and teachers. So I have schools that come on a regular basis and I give a lengthy talk about my career. Um, so, so this is what you're getting right now. You're getting kind of like the talk <laughs> that I give the schools also. Um, and this, I guess, is part of my kindness that I like to mentor people and I like to help people out and, mm-hmm. and tell them my path. Um, what I tell a lot of students and your listeners, um, life and, and careers isn't always a linear path, okay? If you could, like, put a straight line, unless you want to be a doctor or an accountant or something, it might be a lin- more of a linear path. But to be in television, you could major in anything, basically, and have any type of uh, background, especially Good Morning America since we are a national show and we have so many different topics, you could be an English major, a communications major, a philosophy major. Like You could be a major and bring your expertise, your experience into the pool of Good Morning America and make it a more well-rounded show. Um, so I did an internship while I was Hunter College at Lenox Hill Hospital. You say at Lenox Hill Hospital, what, <laughs> like, what are you doing there? 
Well, they had an audiovisual department, and the man at the time, John Cardone, he was the producer, director, camera, audio, lighting, editor, writer. He did everything. It was a one-man show. He did everything single-camera production. So I learned through him. I go back to school. I get another internship at WPIX-TV, and that's Channel 11 in New York, famous for Yankee baseball. I'm part of uh, four other interns that are throughout the United States of America. We were told that in the studio Monday through Friday that there's studio production from three to five every single day, and each of us would get one day per week, and then we would rotate the other day. Now, I made sure that I was in that studio every single day, five days a week. I wasn't mean. I didn't step on anybody's toes. I just made sure that I was there. If I'm going to be at a TV station, I want to be in the studio during production. So I did that for a while. Eventually, Channel 11 went into a nighttime entertainment type interview show, and it was done single camera. Now, interesting, all these producers didn't know how to do single camera. So I said, well, I know single camera. Where did I learn that from? Lenox Hill Hospital, (laughs) right? So you hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not a linear path. Like there's interesting things in your life. And I tell people, everything in your life, every person in your life can be a learning experience, can be a stepping stone. That's why you're kind to everybody, you know, not just Mm -hmm. the big shots and not just the people you think that you could get ahead, you know, or learn from, but you're kind to everybody because you're learning and, and, and you, you're, you're giving and getting back, right, from everybody. So now as an intern, I'm going out with a producer, professional camera crew to do celebrity interviews. Eventually, the producer said, Eddie, you know how to do it. Do it yourself. Here I am, a college student intern going out with a professional camera crew shooting celebrity interviews. Eventually, a producer went on maternity leave. Who do you think they got the job? Yeah. I got the job. Right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, after a year, I got into the Directors Guild of America, which is a union position. So I was associate director and um, doing stage managing. So, I mean, there's a lot more of the story. That, and I don't know if you want all of it, but basically, I freelanced at Good Morning. I'll tell you the Good Morning America story and then I'll stop. Okay. And if you want to go back, we could always go back. Okay. So I freelanced Good Morning America New Year's Day with another uh, stage manager. Now, I never saw the show, so I came in kind of cold or green, however you want to say it. The other stage manager only did the show like two or three times, so she really didn't know it that well. For two hours straight, live TV, I got yelled at on the headset because I was doing things wrong. Okay, so (laughs) I didn't know. So now I don't get a phone call for 11 months. 11 months later, I get a phone call, and they want me to work Good Morning America. This time I work with one of the steady guys. So the steady guy kind of points me in the right direction. You know, I know how to stage manage. So I did the show well. All of a sudden I become the number one backup stage manager. So now like a month later, I go to the director at the time, Don Roy King. Now Don Roy King currently is the Emmy Award winning director for Saturday Night Live. But years ago he did GMA. And I go up to Don. I said, Don, I said, you know, I did the show 11 months ago. 
You yelled at me for two hours. I didn't get called for 11 months. What happened? Like, uh, tell me the story. He said, well, Ed, let me tell you. He said, we had five other stage managers before you, and it took me 11 months to fire them. So you were next. <laughs> and, and that's the story how I got into Good Morning America study. Cool. You know, it's funny because as you're telling this whole story and, you know, kind of how everyone is breech-born into the business in some way, I, I, I hear a theme, which is from the very beginning when you were – at Hunter College, you said that someone, a professor, said, if you need extra help, show up here. And yes. so you acknowledge the fact that you were on a learning mission and you needed extra help. And you've always, it seems like, really been a good mentee. You've been somebody who was willing yeah. to learn from people who know a lot. And now you're yes. turning around and you're doing that for other people, which is just beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. I, I, I never looked at it that way, but you're absolutely right. Yep. It. I know that you have been called a divine appointer and yes. that you have a calling to help others. And um, I can see that very clearly in the story that you just told us. But you also have a whole bunch of things you do aside from Good Morning America, which I do want to get back to the newsroom in a minute. But um, fencescomingdown.com, oh yeah, dot cool, which is a film company, Friends in the Spirit, is that, um, 111 or what is, what's, it's a one Yeah, one, 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 I say. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> what's your personal, personal mission? What, what's your gain on this? Well, that's interesting. Um, I, I have on my business card and I have on my LinkedIn page, um, I have been honored and blessed to meet many of the best of the best in all fields of the world. And through those contacts and friendships, I, I want to help others. Um, I tell a lot of people as a stage manager, okay, that's my main career. I've been with GMA for 33 years. I tell people as a stage manager, I can't hire you. Or I, you know, if you're an author, I can't get your book published or if you're a musician, I can't get your song, you know, on the air. But, through the years and working and meeting the best of the best, I've exchanged a lot of business cards. I have a lot of contacts and I am willing to connect you. And there's an author, her name is Joan Bear, B-A-E-U-R, I believe. She's a young adult author. And one day we had breakfast together, me, her and her grandson. And it was basically a get together for me to mentor and help her grandson who just graduated college in TV. And we chit-chatted for like 20 minutes, a half hour about how we could help him. And I told Jonah, I said, and her grandson, I said, as a stage manager, I can't hire you, but I could connect you. And now Joan like puts her face like six inches to my face. And she goes, Eddie, you're not a connector. You're a divine appointer. You help souls with their divine appointments. And I just sat back and went, whoa. I mean, I never heard that phrase divine appointer. Now, I'm religious. I'm spiritual. I, I've seen the documentary, The Secret, on Netflix, and there's all these different experts that are in in different fields, but not one expert said divine appointer. So after after we met, I'm in my car driving home, say, "Okay, God, what do you want to do with that?" Like, I'm ready. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, tell me what you want to do with it. So I just keep on doing what I what I'm doing. Um, also. You know, on, on my social media, my, my uh, Facebook page and stuff, I write the four M's, media, 
music, ministry, and mentoring. And I'm involved in all that. I'm involved in media, I'm involved in music, ministry, and mentoring. And part of me, I'm married. I have four kids. Um, I'm a church musician on the weekend. I, you mentioned a bunch of those titles. Those are all different ministries and different things that I do. All that stuff is kind of like volunteer, and I'm just doing it to help. Um, 59 years old, being with GMA, 33 years. Am I ready tomorrow if, if, if there's an opportunity that involves media, music, ministry, mentoring? I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. I'm ready for God to show me what my next path is. I, I, I'm not retiring yet. I'm still going. My youngest daughter is 11. So it's like I'm ready to go. But for some reason, if I need to stay at Good Morning America, it's a great job. And I could stay there another 10 years before I retire. But I'm just doing this to help others. It's a good feeling for me, um, you know, to, to give and to help others is just a wonderful thing. Um, your show is Kindness, right? The Kindness Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I was asking a friend of mine who does a lot of ministry and media, and she told me, uh, Danielle Peaks, her name. She said, you know, Eddie, kindness is a derivative of love, and we know who love is. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, that is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, there, there's several different reflections and prayers and websites that I log on to or get emails on a daily basis. And then when I do my Friends in the Spirit 111, which is a ministry that I do on Facebook, I kind of combine everything that touches me. And then once a week, I, I shoot a video. I hold my iPhone and I say, greetings and blessings, dear Friends in the Spirit 111. And I shoot like a 20 minute, 30 minute video and I don't time it. It's like whatever comes out, comes out. But I have some sheets that are, that I've accumulated over the week or over months. And I go through my folder and I share and I, and I make a a story. We'll get back to our conversation with Eddie in a moment. But first, today's kindness call sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hello, this is Kate Harms from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, my kind of story is I was at the theater um, going to see a show and I was waiting for about an hour before um, the lottery ticket drawing started and I did not win the lottery. However, they, at the end, they, the people drawing the names said, um, we're giving away two tickets for a discounted price. Um, whoever gets it, it's like first come first serve. So I, I'm like, okay. So I went up to the ticket booth, and they were like, someone already took it, but let me go see if we have it, if there's anything else. And the lady came back um, with two tickets just laying around, and two, that two tickets was all I needed. She's like, happy holidays, here's no cost. And so that's just my kind of story where I wasn't expecting anything. I just... Um, was going to buy it for like the $45 discounted price and she gave it to me for free. <laughs> wow, there are good people in this world. So thanks. Bye. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now back to the show. So I'm curious about this media mentoring uh, ministry music, okay. the four M's. 
Yes. It sounds to me that it's brilliant to be able to find enough quiet in your life that you can figure out what your three or four things are, something you've been gifted with or something that um, comes naturally to you or something you're very interested in. How did you uh, get to the point where you're like, oh, these are my four M's? Interesting. Um, I, I guess just kind of what I've been doing. I've been in media <laughs> for over mm-hmm. 35 years working in television. I've been a musician since age 12. And and soon as I started learning p- guitar back in the 70s, I played in, in the folk masses in the Catholic Church. So since 1972, I've been doing music. Ministry, I've been doing music since 1972. <laughs> and And then the mentoring just has been a natural thing for the past 15 years or so, chatting with the different schools. But just recently, this past year, I'm part of a, a program called Future Now Media and Entertainment Foundation. And Peggy Kim is the founder, CEO of it. Peggy used to work at ABC 27 years ago. Now, I was the stage manager 27 years, and she was like a, a, a desk assistant handing script. <laughs> I don't remember her. And I don't think she remembers me. But now she's this big wig. She's an Emmy Award winning executive producer, vice president. And she left the field of professional television to start this organization, Future Now Media and Entertainment Foundation. And they have a conference once a year. And last year was the second year. And the first year I wasn't part of it, but I found out about it through a friend of mine, Jonathan Graham of Master Media International. And he hooked us up. Peggy and I chatted on the phone, just like you and I are chatting right now. And after 20 minutes, she said, Eddie, I have to meet you this week. I said, okay, Peggy. Two days later, we go to this one place. We have coffee together. We're chatting for an hour and 40 minutes. And somewhere near the end, she's crying. And I'm saying, wow, I, I like, I don't know what I said, <laughs> but I, we, we got into ministry and we got into, you know, and, and things of my life. Um, Future Now really doesn't talk religion and they don't talk ministry, even though she's a good Christian and she sings in a choir and all that, but they don't have that part. But obviously it, it all, you know, overflows, even though you don't mention Jesus or Christianity or whatever. But she says, I want you to be part of my coordinating committee. I want you to be a mentor and this and that. And right from that day, I, I helped her behind the scenes. And then I was a mentor the day of. And it's it started with 65 students last year. We almost tripled it this year. Mm. And 45 experts from all over the media department. I'm talking top, top people because Peggy was at the top of her career. And um, I'm still part of that. And I still do little little vlogs or blogs, whatever, on her Facebook page. Um, so that's how mentoring now has gotten to a different level. Now I'm actually, you know, at conferences and stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to work in the news business. I was um, in a, several different newsrooms uh, throughout my, you know, career before I before I started having kids and doing all that. Um, yep. But I know that there's a lot of negativity in the TV business, and it's fast paced, and there are deadlines, and there are very frequently in a newsroom people screaming at other people. Um, I'm wondering how you deal with negativity in the work area so that other people listening who maybe aren't in TV but do deal with negativity in their work area can can take some tips from you. Okay. Well, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to answer it with a little story from uh, one of the students, the college grads from Future Now. 
They, after the conference on one day, the second day they do media tours. So they go to different professional places. So I had 13 students come to GMA. And then afterwards, we were chit-chatting career. And then one of the girls, I, obviously a Christian, she said, how do you bring Jesus into your work? I said, well, I don't, you know, but I bring kindness into my work. I, I bring respect into my work. I bring professionalism. Whatever light that's in me, I let that light shine. And if people are upset, I try to smile. I try to crack a joke. I try to be helpful. So I don't necessarily have to bring religion or spirituality. I just bring the kindness, the love, the compassion that's in me out to people. Um, so I've been seeing that for years and years and years, and I still see it today. Um, but some people deal with stress and live TV differently than other people. Mm-hmm. And... You know what? We're not doing brain surgery. You probably heard this once before. <laughs> We're doing live TV. But it's like, just relax, guys. You know, we're going to make it happen. And if something goes wrong, the audience at home has no idea. Only we know. So just keep on going. Just yes. keep on going and keep on doing it. Yeah. Huh? I bet uh, I bet you being the calm in the storm with your kindness is what has made you so successful in in the TV business at Good Morning America. What's an act of kindness that you've witnessed in all of your years um, of working for GMA that's really stuck with you? Is there, you know, I don't know if there's a, was a celebrity that was particularly um, kind or just, just something of kindness from there that really has still resonated with you? So Robin Roberts, who's a dear friend, and she's, you know, been the co-host of GMA for years. She's also a friend in the spirit, 111. So if you're listening to this, Robin, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Hi, Robin. Um, hey. <laughs> um, we have many times, we're in the downstairs studio. We don't really have an audience. The audience is upstairs. That's where we do more of the talk show. But there's a lot of people that accumulate outside. We have like a window studio. Mm-hmm. And Robin sees different people and she tells security, bring that person in, bring that person in, whatever. And she brings people in. And there was a mom and a, and a teenage girl. And I don't know if she was 17 or however it was. But the, they was, Robin goes over and says hi. And the mom said, yes, yeah, she had cancer and she's in remission. And Robin just gave her the biggest hug. And then she called Michael Strahan over. And Michael gave big hugs. And just seeing the kindness, the love in Robin's heart, the compassion in Michael Strahan, it's, it's touching. You know, these are, these are big celebrities and, and on national TV, but they could come down and they could share in a, in a, in a commercial that's two minutes or three minutes and share that joy, that love. And, and even every day at 7.50, we have a long break for, for local segments. So Robin goes outside and she says hi to all these people and there could be 50 people there. She takes selfies and hugs them. And mm-hmm. once in a while, there's another ca- cancer patient and they hold her hand and they tell a story and she gives a big hug and she makes their day. And so witnessing her kindness and her love is inspiring to me. Beautiful. Before I let you go, Eddie, what's one thing that you want people to know? I want people to know that God loves them. If you believe in God or not, if you want to change the word God to universe, light, divine, whatever you, you, you call that, God loves you. Um, could I read a little paragraph from dailyword.com? Sure. 
Okay. So this is called, I radiate the light of God within and I realize my potential. With his message, Jesus encouraged everyone to let the treasures, gifts, and talents within find expression. By doing so, I live with purpose and experience the flow of source expressing through me. My divine gifts may seem dormant at times, but in no way do I allow that to deter me. Divine assistance is mine for the asking. I have only to shift my attention from my concerns to the center of being in which spirit is all. I begin the day acknowledging oneness with source. I do so with the certainty that God's presence is ready and poised to assist me as I move toward my potential. The blessings I have to offer are now brought forth into the world through the radiant light of God within. Mm, Eddie, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for honoring your calling to help others. And it's beautiful to see what you're doing through your mentoring and your meeting, your media, you know, and um, your ministry, your music, all of it. It's it's pretty amazing. So thank you so much for your time. You're, you're welcome. I appreciate this. Thank you. That was a conversation with Eddie Luisi. You can connect more with Eddie on Facebook.com slash Eddie Luisi. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, make sure to spread some kindness in the review section. 